Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the KMOX Helitech Home Improvement Show. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Rich Orris filling in for Scott Mosby today. I'll be here to help you for the next two hours Anything you may need, feel free to give me a call, 436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And, you know, this weekend's special. Today's not your typical Saturday because this weekend is the last official weekend of summer. Get Get in the pool parties, have some fun, love the warmer weather right now because it's going to be changing. Fall is upon us, which means cooler temperatures. Oh, the dreaded's going to be getting dark earlier. If you've been complaining about the heat, don't fret because all things that we love about fall are right around the corner. So you can talk today. We can talk about that. We can talk about getting prepared for fall. Um, Other things just around the corner. I know, you know, nobody really wants to hear this. I don't really want to hear it either, but you know, Thanksgiving and then Christmas, all this is really coming up close around the corner. So consider, you know, this is your early warning. Um, What do you need to do to get your home ready for fall, for the holidays? Let's talk about it one more time. You can reach me for the next two hours, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Anything that you may have going on around your home. And, you know, speaking of around your home, well, you know, around Mosby Building Arts, um, Scott Mosby's company that I work for, that I'm a senior home consultant for, we have a lot of things going on around there that we're, you know, doing and, and getting people prepared. We're constantly, you know, visiting people, helping them prepare for projects, designing them, working through them. So uh, just another way to really help people learn and understand. We, we've taken our seminars, obviously, that we used to do and turn them into webinars online. So, you know, we can get online, have everybody kind of jump in, kind of like a big Zoom meeting, watch that. And our next, um, our next webinar is on bathrooms on the uh, September 22nd at 1130 a.m. So you can go to mosbybuildingarts.com forward slash seminars and see what that is all about. Everything you need to know about bathrooms. So if you're dreaming about a new bathroom but don't know where to start, you know, let let our Mosby experts really help give you some information that you might need to ensure, you know, you just get a good job done, a nice journey through the process, keep it stress-free for yourself So the topics in there will include designing, inspirations, um, comparing estimates, timelines, um, all kinds of construction details, and more for the bathroom. So check that out on the 22nd at 1130. And, you know, another thing that we've had going on, like a lot of, you know, remodeling the construction companies out there, there's a labor shortage right now. And too much work to do for everybody trying to 
line it all up and get through it. So like many others, Mosby Building Arts is hiring. We're constantly looking for for new good people. So if you if you do anything in remodeling, if you know somebody, if you have a nephew or a relative or, you know, a brother, sister, anybody that does anything in remodeling that you might know, have them just, you know, check us out. Go to our website. Look at some of the stuff. I mean, we are in the market for everything from architecture, designing, all the way through all of the trades, you know, plumbing and electrician and um Everybody, all the carpenters, lead carpenters, everybody through their labors, we basically need it all. So come check us out. Great place to work. Great place to be. And, you know, you just really, it's, it's, a, it's a great company to work for, which ma- makes it a really great company to get your work done at and, and, you know, get all your remodeling needs taken care of with us. So, and one of the things we we do is, you know, in educating everything, we're constantly thinking about, you know, what's next. So we have some maintenance ideas, you know, that we think about for for every month and and just things to go through and get ready. So, you know, for September here, um, you know, when you think about getting ready for fall, for winter, Um, You know, everybody thinks, you know, outside, obviously, but if you think about it, the weather we're about to have, think about some of that interior work, you know, that might be good for you to do while you can still have great temperatures and the windows open. So, you know, interior painting, shampooing carpets, doing all that while it's, it's nice out and still warm enough to leave windows open to get the smells out and air and freshen everything out is a great thing to do. Obviously, think about all of, you know, your furnace, your heaters, uh, everything like that around the house, gas logs, you know, your have your flues cleaned. Just start prepping all of those heat source items that you're going to need for winter. Have them checked out and uh, get them ready. So cleaning, you know, kind of clean and vacuum dust everywhere because, you know, coming up, your your house is about to be closed up as much as possible once it does start getting cold. So, you know, think about the vents, getting dust out of your vents, the baseboards, um, changing, you know, all your cold air return vents, changing the furnace filters. Obviously, when you get that furnace worked on, you know, is is very important. And now that, you know, when you do start looking outside and you start thinking, okay, what do we, what do we have outside that might need stuff? Swimming pools, fountains, lawn irrigation systems, you know, they're, the lawn irrigation people are going to be getting really busy shutting everybody down. So get your name on that list early so you get it turned off at the right time and don't risk having anything freeze, you know, later on. Um, cleaning out any like wood stoves, you know, Kind of ending the the barbecue pit, you know, or your barbecue grill for the season, you know, think about when you get to that and really cleaning that well, check the functions, you know, look at the cover, make sure it's still good, it's not thin, it's not ripped or torn, you know, keep that grill protected, make sure you turn off that propane tank all the way. And, you know, something I'm guilty of all the time is, if you have that, if you have a spare propane tank, go check that thing at the end of at the end of the season because 
you know, I, I've I've done it myself where you're you're checking and you're getting ready to barbecue and you're running out of propane and you think, oh, I'll go grab the spare tank and you don't realize that you put it back there empty, grabbed the spare one to put it on and never actually went and refilled it. So see if that's and because it's going to be easier to refill and get another and all that jazz at the end of the season than right at spring when everybody's trying to start up and do that. There, you know, might be shortages and everything. So consider all of that for sure. Um, you want to make sure you uh, just just think ahead and think about everything to come. Do a walkabout around the house. Just check all of the caulking items, air leaks, check your screens for holes, things like that. Just do a good walk around and check. And if you need to, bring in the professionals if you see something out of the ordinary or something that you don't understand. And also, right now, if you've, if you've seen that, if you've found something out of the ordinary, if there's something you may not understand, feel free to give me a call here today. We're going to get into our first break, but Phone lines are wide open for everybody, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And we'll be right back with your calls after this. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair, celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, we are back. Rich Orris here. Filling in for Scott Mosby today, and you know, for for those of you that may not know me, I am a, a, a senior sales consultant for Scott Mosby's company, Mosby Building Arts, and you know, basically, on, every day I I go out, I run around, and I meet with clients. I I look at things they have going on. I, I look at you know design build projects. I look at small repairs and basically everything in between kitchens and baths and windows and siding and roofs and, you know, everything around the whole house. We can, we can basically perform all of that. We are, we're design build company, but we are a solutions based company. So we do look in at a lot of, you know, issues happening and, you know, a lot of fixing things. Unfortunately, I see, so many issues out there that don't get resolved a hundred percent where it's, it's either anywhere from a, a bandaid on top of something or, or it's really just, they address the one area as best that they thought or knew how, but didn't really address it quite enough to, to get everything that may be happening. There could be, you know, more things going on, especially with leaks. You know, what I've learned over almost 20 years of doing this with Scott is really when you're looking at a leak, you really got to stop when you're off of the roof. It really doesn't matter where it is or where it starts. I mean, water takes the path of least resistance. It runs all over the place. It can be coming in to the left or the right or above. And a lot of times, when I see these things going on, it's two or three things sometimes, and there's really two or three issues at times. And so finding all of them and addressing all of them is what will really, you know, help you not have that issue come back. And then you really don't understand because somebody found one and maybe they really did do a good thing, but there's one or two more that could still contribute to that problem. 
that they didn't look any further than, you know, what they could see. It's kind of like, you know, my kids looking for something, whether it's in the pantry or the fridge, and you're like, you know, look beyond your nose. You got to really dig and get in to figure out, you know, these solutions and what's going on. And that's something that, you know, I do for everybody on a daily basis. So speak of helping people out on a daily basis. Let's go to our phone lines here. And Gretchen has a question for us. Are you there, Gretchen? Yes, I'm here. Um, I have a, a 1960 house that was built in 1960. And in 1960, they didn't put the shutoff valves on the uh, the gas wall oven and the stovetop. So, of course, I had that replaced in 2014. And at the same time, they said that they removed the three flex uh, lines, flex hose lines or gas lines. Uh-huh. Now the wall oven is went kaput. So I have to get a new wall oven. And the person who who's going to do the installation said that the flex pipe from the wall oven down to the shutoffs have to be replaced. And I don't understand why. Should I ask for a second opinion or, or, or what do you, do you know, or do you should, what should I do? So are they just saying that or did they look at it and, and, and see well, something? I bought the uh, wall oven. It's a small one, a 24 inch, and it's going to oh, be okay. delivered in, in late October. And there's a, the appliance store where I bought it sent the person who's going to do the installation to make sure that they they could uh, put the wall oven in since it's a 24-inch. It's so small, and the person who did the measurements said that he can do it, but he has to replace the flex line. Now, I know I, it says on my order from the company that did it in 2014, that's the company that does stuff like that, I won't uh-huh. mention the name, sure. but it's well known. Uh, they removed the three flex gas lines. I had a dryer, a stovetop, and a wall oven. And now the wall oven has to be replaced. It's a roper. They don't make it anymore. I can't get parts. Uh, okay. What so- do you think? Should I just call the the I, should I just call the person who took the uh, measurements? Because he won't do it until I get, you know, it's going to be shipped in. I guess it's stalled out in California somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Appliances are taking a really long time to get these days. Um, so that's not uncommon. And, you know, really the, the flex line, there's a couple of reasons that they may need to as far as, you know, it, it may, th- this oven may need a different size fitting uh-huh. from the old one. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, so that could one, be a reason. They didn't have to replace the flex line. They just had to put, oh, well, yeah, they did replace it. It said remove the three flex gas lines. And they had, at that point in time in 1960, the law didn't require them to put a shutoff valve yeah, on exactly. them. You had to just turn the gas off at the gas main, as I understand it. Yes. Yeah. That was definitely common back then. And now they, they do want to be able to shut off each individual unit to work on it and not have to shut down the whole house and relight pilot lights and the water heater and right, right. You know, all that stuff is, is such a hassle. But um, so that's the reason they add all these shutoffs so you can service them individually. They put all that into the codes, but it, you know, and, and another thing really seven years probably isn't too long for that, that flex line. Um, you know, to last, but they, they may also just kind of have that as a safety feature 
in their standard, you know, installation where they're like, well, we just like to know that everything from that shutoff is, is ours and good mm-hmm. and we own it all and we know it all. And that way we can back it all with any kind of installation warranty that they may have, you know, also. So that could be kind of the couple of reasons that they, they do that is one, it could need a different size, um, you know, fittings and stuff to get to the new unit that you have mm-hmm. now and or it may just be a, a standard we have a lot of those things here at mosby that are standard like that where it's like yeah if you can do it all and know that you've done it good and right then you can own it and back it back it up and all that you know for the future and, and time to come where if they leave that line and then something happens they're trying to explain to you well it was your old flex line and now we need to change it and we're kind of going through this again and it would cost less to do it all at once than if they had to come back because something happened you know later on with an old flex line that they yeah i think i understand that because it is it's not like back in 2014 they had to pull out the wall of and all they had to do was I guess take the old flex pipe off and put with the shut, then put the new on with the shutoff valve. So that was probably a one-piece thing, you know. They, yeah. Uh, and another question: It is an old house, and there's a cabinet above the wall oven and a cabinet a cabinet below the wall oven, and they're going to pull out the oven. If there's if when they pull out the oven and something happens to the cabinets, like they're damaged. Should I have it in writing that it's their responsibility to fix the cabinet? Well, usually that cabinet is, even though there's a cabinet below and above, usually that's one cabinet, kind of like a pantry cabinet, mm-hmm. where instead of like where the oven goes, instead of having two doors that you would open, you just have an opening that the oven fits in and sits in and everything. Mm-hmm. So typically taking that out, and putting it back in, as long as you've got the, the proper size and everything to fit back in there, which I'm surprised mm-hmm. you found, you know, a Well, he said inch. it's a 24-inch oven, yeah. but there's a little filler they have to put in. It's like maybe an inch or so. Sure. That, But then he, he that's why they wanted to make sure that this would work, you know. Otherwise, yep. they would have given me a refund. It was very hard to find this, but we got a GE. And the installation guy said it would work, but there will be like a little bit of space to put a filler in. But then I'm thinking you're pulling something out that's been in there for, what, uh, 60 years? Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Yep, yep. Now, that that cabinet should be one solid cabinet and Mm -hmm. and should hold up just fine. And since they need to add a little bit of a filler, Uh then then it sounds like it's for surely going to fit because it's just a touch smaller than right. than the one you had so it should work out perfectly fine when they okay, do it. Okay, well thank you any... so much. You've enlightened me and yeah. I understand it a little better and I'll just go into I think I understand it. Thank you so much. You're very helpful. I always listen to the show and you're just I mean I enjoy I mean you really enlighten me. That's all I can say. Thank you yeah, so much. No, you're very welcome. I appreciate you listening to the show and for 
everybody else out there, we're going to get into our next break here, but feel free to uh, like Gretchen, give us a call and let me know what's going on at your home. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. We'll be right back. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, Rich Orris here, filling in for Scott Mosby today. Just looking to help you out, get some good questions, good calls. Let's see what's going on around your home. Again, feel free to call in 314-436-7900. And we have Judy on the line has a uh, question for me. Uh, Judy, are you with us? I am. Thank you. Um, oh, I have welcome. a... Uh, I have a house that was built in 1928. There was a stairway put in and then a room built over it. That stairway now in my clay soils of Mississippi River um, is beginning to pull forward, and there's a crack along the side of the back of those steps in the house. Uh, It's totally dry in there, but I need to fill that. I pulled seven garter snakes off of a sticky board gently, gently yeah uh two days ago and it's time for a filler should i use foam that spray foam and fill that in some places that crack it runs about four feet i think up and down um okay should i use a foam filler or do you have something better on the market so the um the the crack that you're talking about is this a exterior set of stairs and it's all concrete uh, the the stairs are concrete, and they're built against the side of the house. Okay. So I'm right up against the foundation on the on where the soil is, and I think I'm getting mice as well as snakes in there. So it's time to fill that. So is it is it a flat concrete like pad, or is it a vertical wall that you're talking about? Uh, it's a vertical on? outside wall. The oh. stairs are no longer in use, probably by fifty years at least. Okay. So, so yeah, that crack can be a little bit more difficult to fill because you're, it's vertical and, you know, you can't have anything running down um, and, and, you know, anything you put in there, you don't want it to run out the bottom. So it needs to be something kind of solid. So professionally, there's, there's two ways to do it. There's an epoxy injection um, or there is a uh, carbon fiber material that they put over the crack and it gets epoxied to the wall. And either of those will fill that crack very permanently for a very long time. And even the, the carbon fiber can even kind of help hold it and help a little bit of, you know, if there's any movement, it might help kind of band-aid it together and really hold it really tight where it doesn't want to move or, or crack open, you know, in the future again. Um, the, the other method really kind of a, if a lot of water doesn't get to it and that sort of thing, and you're just looking to keep like insects and snakes and, and mice and different things out of there, I would use a, a caulk, like a silicone type caulk or something like that to fill that crack so that way it will you know, kind of, it'll work some for moisture, but it'll be something that 
the insects and the animals and stuff can't dig through very well, although snakes won't dig through really anything. They're, right. they're more opportunists looking for a hole. But bugs, mice, things like that, if you use like an expansion foam, they can actually dig that out and, and get through that if they want to um, ah, you know, in okay. the future. And that expansion foam, too, if it's anything you're going to see, will will be very messy it's it'll expand out and and you'll end up having to like let it dry and cut it down and all of that you know to to get it like smooth with the wall um because it's very hard to control and it turns yellow so you can get you know a a caulk that's meant for vertical stuff and and caulk it in there is the is the crack very wide um in a couple of places it's just basically up at the top, just fairly narrow. But down mm-hmm. at the bottom, um, it may go two, three inches where maybe some of that concrete has broken off. Oh, okay. So so some of it's actually that wide, like a couple inches wide? Yep, down at the bottom where the stairway gotcha. begins in the basement. So when it's that wide, you may want to go into like a... Um, Uh, a cement, like a hydraulic cement patch where it's almost like joint compound or something, mix it up with some water and kind of put it over it with, you know, fill it and put it over it with a a trowel and and smooth it out. And that'll do a really wide, you know, or a chunk missing like that. So you may want to caulk some of it and then do some hydraulic cement patch in the larger areas. Okay. Um, and that's okay. not too hard to do either, that, that cement patch. You know, it's kind of like joint compound. You, you mix it up. It'll be a little bit of a different color, but it'll look better than like the yellow foam. Nobody will see that but me. Yeah, well, there you go. That's good. <laughs> yep. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem. You are very, very welcome and, and you know, appreciate the call. Uh, great question. And, you know, kind of like what I was talking about earlier, what what we do running around looking at things, you know, like that on a daily basis, sometimes, you know, a lot bigger issues happening. Um, I, I did have a, a client that I looked at, you know, about a week ago, and they had some, some window leaking, and, and they had a company come out and look at it and look at the fix and really, when they offered new windows, and yep, these windows are leaking. They, they'd kind of been leaking since the day the house was built. Newer home, uh, built in 2001, and basically said, yep, we just need to replace your windows and stop these leaks. But they didn't really look anywhere beyond the windows. So when they started putting in the windows on the back of the house, you know, they have a walkout basement two-story home in the back. So there's, you know, basically three floors of windows around there. And when they, when they started changing the windows and they found so much rot and so much water had been getting in, they're like, oh yeah, we need to take some of your siding off. We need to, you know, do some house wrap and stuff, which is, you know, basically the, the, the right thing to do and they just didn't go far enough. So I'm back out there and they're, you know, the windows have been in for about a year and a half and and they're like, why are we seeing signs of leaking again? And, you know, I'm basically explaining to them, 
how water gets in, you know, around vinyl siding, around any penetrations in vinyl siding with J-channel, you know, all that stuff going on, that's where water gets in behind vinyl siding. So looking at it, you know, there's a second floor, couple second floor windows right above the first floor windows where they're seeing all this leaking and then kind of looking behind the siding and stuff. And, and I'm like, yeah, basically they took off about a foot or two below the windows and about a foot or two above the windows and put on this house wrap and put these new windows in and everything. But the windows above that have water, you know, if water's hitting around that J channel, it's coming in from the window above. It's running down that exterior sheeting of the home. And then it's getting in right behind the house wrap that they put on. That's, you know, two feet above this window. You know, you really need to to get that protection. You need to take that house wrap all the way to the roof line if you can get it behind the soffit itself too and get it to the bottom of the roof sheeting and protect all of that. Cause I've even seen so many times where they take it above the second floor window, but then you end up with water overflowing around a gutter coming down around that, that metal that wraps the fascia. It gets on the soffit material and it hits the wall and it again runs right behind that house wrap that's you know over the second floor window and now you've got the leak at the second floor window instead of the first floor window because you've trapped it in there with that house wrap and you didn't get that house wrap all the way up so that's meant to shed plane that entire wall all the way down so you need to cover that framed basement area too so keep it going all the way down to the foundation where it comes out the bottom and that entire wall top to bottom is completely protected because if you get it up on the second floor and we only protect the second floor, next thing that's going to happen is second floor windows protected, first floor windows protected. Now, if you don't have it on the lower, you're going to see it in that basement window. And so you're, you're moving that leak around and you're shifting that stuff. So doing that whole system just means absolutely so much you know, to really protecting that entire home. So if you have anything like this happening around your house, any questions about some strange things like that going on, or maybe a a remodeling question about, you know, something you're thinking about doing, feel free, give me a call. We're going to get into our last break of hour one. We've got a whole nother segment and a whole nother hour after this. So Give us a shout for sure, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. We'll be right back. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center, the place with the big red chair, celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, Rich Orris once again filling in for Scott Mosby today and, you know, having a great time. I absolutely love working with everybody, helping out, you know, having these conversations, what I do all week long. So another couple hours on Saturday, absolutely love it. We've, we've helped Gretchen and uh, we've helped Judy with filling the crack in the back of her house and everything. Um, So we have plenty of time with the rest of this segment and the entire next hour to help you out, feel free. Give me a call today, 
seven nine hundred and you know talking about helping out let's see about you know how you choose things you know looking around the house it's about to be fall um, you know looking from the outside in you know one of the topics we get all the time and we perform a lot of you know, replacements of is, you know, new front doors, front door replacements. There's so many things to know and so many options out there, you know, to know about. And really, when you first start looking at a new front door, you know, the the first thought comes to mind is, you know, what what should the door really be? You know, what should it what should it do? And, you know, other than just let people in and out of the house and, you know, a front door says a lot about the person who lives in that house, obviously. And it's, you know, a first impression for everyone, the whole outside world showing up. Um, it should really reflect the personality and the style of the home and not just the home, but the person living in the home. And it is a great place to really kind of showcase, you know, so, some real style and, and show something. You know, I was I was just yesterday at, at a client of mine's house out in Wood River, Illinois, and, and we're finishing up a kitchen there. We're getting close to being done with the kitchen, and now they want to start looking at, you know, how can they revamp and make the front porch better? And there's a bay that we're talking about maybe taking off and there's, you know, windows on either side of the door. So she'd like a little better window style. And and the note was, you know, I want the front door to pop. I really want, you know, something that people see that really shows something, you know, to everybody. And so when you're looking at that and you're considering, you know, the first thing you got to kind of look at is what type of door are you really considering what, what's the most, you know, common door materials are fiberglass, steel, wood. Um, so what does the house really kind of fit with, but what really complements your style and the style of the home, you know, at the same time. And of course you want to take into mind, you know, security, the security of your family and, and your things in the home so having, you know, reinforced strike plates and things like that to, to get better security from, you know, a front door is a great thought, great idea, great option. But considering, you know, the benefits of a steel door, you can paint it, you can change it. Um, a fiberglass door is nice. You can stain that to look like wood. You can, you know, really get the wood grain in it and everything. So if you like the looks of wood, you know, fiberglass is great and it it's lighter. Um, really, it, it could be a great affordable option in getting a wood look on your front door other than a traditional actual wood door. With when Once you're getting into a true wood door, you got to really look at, you know, mahogany or these really expensive good woods that are really going to hold up well for you you know and, and you definitely have to think about the roof the exposure the sun and the maintenance and the upkeep of a true actual wood door you know there's going to be a lot more to that where you know the fiberglass the steel things like that are going to have a lot less you know maintenance in the future other than fading paint and 
repainting and, and that sort of thing to them. But you really want to make sure you get a good quality, good warranty, good insulation value. A lot of areas are starting to, you know, make us pull permits for for new front doors and and or new windows you know at times where there's areas now that they're coming in and saying yep we want to know what you're putting in because we want to protect our neighborhood we want to know that we got a great you know window or door at a great insulation value which should kind of show everybody if you think about it that means that there's doors and, and, and windows and builder grade options and things that just aren't that great, that really don't give that good of an insulation value. And, and cheaper is not always necessarily better. You know, it may cost less, but it may give you, you know, you may spend more on energy than you would have spent getting up into something that you're a little better with you know, over the years, Monday, I'm going to see a door in a house that's three years old that he's having, you know, issues with and rotting with already in three years. I mean, so there's some products out there that wouldn't be a great thing to put into, you know, a, a, a home and, and really protect yourself, get something good. So look at those values for sure. We are going to get into our main hour break right now, but feel free to give me a call today for the next hour. I'll be here, 314-436-7900. All right, we are back. Hour two, Rich Orris here filling in for Scott Mosby today. Love helping out, love being here, and would love to help all of you with anything maybe that you have going on around your home, we can help you today. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. So we're going to jump straight to the phone here and get Judy on the line. Judy, are you with us? What do you have going on? I am. Um, I had a limb fall out of a tree and hit my double pane windows and just shattered the window on the outside and then the gutter. But we can't figure out how to get the window out. And we've looked at YouTube and we've um, tried, you know, lowering their tilt, tilt windows and tried lowering the uh, bottom one and then lowering the top one. And it's the top one that we're having trouble with. Okay. So you're trying to, change that glass out is that what you're looking to do yeah we're trying to get the window out so we can take it in and get the glass replaced oh gotcha you're trying to get the whole sash out so you could take it to someone correct got you got you um so you know a lot of times like some of the the glass companies that we have used will actually come out to the house measure that window up and everything um, because glass is also taking a lot longer to get these days. Um, window, like new window manufacturing and stuff, the all the lead times for windows and doors and things like that are out way further than they used to be right now. And it's because of getting those insulated glass units to put into the doors and the windows. Um, so you, you may not necessarily, have you spoken with somebody that said to bring that sash into them? 
Well, I've spoken to two different places. One said um, if they if they send somebody out, uh, they're booking all the way into October, and yeah, then. Oh, uh, but if you bring it in, they can do it like pretty immediate. Then they can measure it and get it get it a lot quicker and everything. Right. And yeah. then uh, the other one was, you know, they would come out and measure it and and it'd take a couple of weeks, which I'm not in any hurry because I still have the inside glass. So, you know, yeah, if we yeah. get rain or anything, it's not going to affect it. Yeah, you'll definitely be okay. So what what kind of window is the window? Is it a vinyl window? Yes, they're vinyl windows. They're certain teed, uh-huh. and they were probably installed in the late 80s. Gotcha. Yep. So it's not like when you go onto YouTube and it shows, you know, the little pegs coming off the side of the window that you can kind of push the window over and tilt it out. Yeah. There's there's nothing that we can see that would release that window. Gotcha. So, yeah, usually on, on those vinyl windows, when you tilt it in, you know, towards the inside of the house and it's and it's laying there kind of sideways, Correct. you generally just kind of lift one side. And what it'll do is it'll slide that little mechanism holding it up just a hair. So the window kind of all of a sudden is in the opening at a little bit of an angle. And that's what will lift out like one side, and then you can pull the other side out of it. Right. And then it kind of well, goes we, back in the same way. You put the left, you know, the one side in, and then you kind of lower it till you get there, and then you move it a little bit, and then you drag, kind of push that thing down to right. get it equal again. Well, we tried kind of doing it, and my husband was afraid of damaging the window yeah. because it wasn't it wasn't an easy give i mean it you 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 open the window and then you like tried to tilt it and there was no give to it and he was afraid to break the whole thing so yeah and that's that's why i immediately went right to you know if they could come out and and get their information they're used to measuring and they're used to taking those in and out and that alleviates nice. that risk <laughs> to you. And that's why I'm like, yeah, get the professionals just to do it. But, yeah, with all the delays and everything, I can totally understand that. And, yeah, when it does, it kind of locks that in there. So, yeah, it will it will be a little hard to push that one side up. Um, and, and, yeah, with it being, you know, a certainteed window, they don't – certainteed doesn't make those windows anymore – Right. So you do want to be very careful because if something does break, it's probably going to be hard to, you know, repair and stuff like that. And you may. Right. And it's like a set of three windows, you know, it's, it's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Three so windows that are just all... divided by a little yep. um, divider. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, they're all just mold together. So it's a big unit that you definitely, so you definitely want to be careful, but that's, that's generally how it happens. You know, okay. so it is okay to try and force it a little bit, but if it's too tight, I don't know. I might consider just waiting, you know, okay. waiting them out and let them come out in October or whatever, if that's the case, you know. All right. And then the gutter, the gutter was dented enough that it's not, um, um, repairable as far as rebending it back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that whole 
that whole strip of guttering will need to be replaced on the back of the house. Yeah, yeah, and they'll do like a seamless gutter that goes from one end to the other. Yeah, covers right, which thing. is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so they can get that replaced, and and just like everything, labor shortages, all the stuff going on, it might take them a while to get to it. Right. Well, it's it's not bad enough that um, if it rains, it's not going to pour down. Yeah. On top, because it's right over the windows. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that helps, Judy. Um, it does. It'll get you to get that window out of there okay, and, and uh, I hope it all goes good for you and nothing breaks. Great. Thank you so all much. Right. You're very welcome. Good luck with that. And um, Doris and Mary, if you could hold the line, we're going to get into our first break of this hour, and we will uh, get back with you when we return. And then everybody else, any more questions? we got plenty of the hour left, 314-436-7900. All right, Rich Orris here filling in for Scott today. And just, man, we're running through this like clockwork. I mean, it's going so fast. Absolutely love it. Having a great time. And let's just jump right into the phone here with uh, Doris. Uh, you have a question about a ceiling for us? Yes. Um, I've noticed in the bedroom there are lines that are running through the ceiling, almost like somebody measured them, probably two and a half to three feet apart. Uh huh. Pretty much from one end of the room to the other end of the room. I don't want the ceiling to fall on me. Okay. Is is it like actually cracking open, or what do you mean by line? It's cracked. Oh, it's cracked. Yeah. Um, is it a plaster home? How old's the house? It's plaster. It's the house is oh, old. Mm hmm. Old. I think it's like eighty years old. Okay. Yeah, um, and I would definitely, you know, recommend getting that looked at, seeing how loose, you know, that, that feels, if it's moving, if it's, you know, hanging down at all. Sometimes it can be hanging down some, and you can't even tell, it you know, with that plaster. It doesn't look like it's hanging down, but it's definitely happened fairly recently, and I don't even know who to call about something like that. So, yeah, there's, um, you can look at it a couple different ways because, like, here at Mosby, we look at all sorts of stuff like that, and we do, you know, all sorts of repairs, you know, similar like that. Um, I did have, you know, I, I don't want to alarm you, but I did have a client about, oh, gosh, at least 10 years ago or so that had called us, had called into us and set up an appointment for me to come look at the cracks on her, their master bedroom ceiling. And actually between the time she had called and before I'd gotten there, the ceiling collapsed <laughs> and just the whole thing was like on the floor. And, and yeah, it was, it was a huge mess. So getting it checked out, you know, right away would be, you know, definitely a good idea, but there are also just like single line, you know, uh, item kind of companies out there like plaster companies that just do drywall plaster work that can either repair the plaster or, you know, take it down and drywall over the whole ceiling or whatever. Um, so, so you can always just kind of search and look up, you know, plaster, plaster companies and see there's, there's not a ton of them, or you could call into Mosby building arts and see who they recommend for that. 
Okay, you know, so we have companies that we might recommend too, or if we have time, we'll just come out and look at it. A plasterer would do that. Yes. It's, yeah. Absolutely. And they can look at it, and and they'll need a little step ladder to kind of what you want to do is get up there and kind of push on that ceiling a little bit and see if it moves. You know, because there's cracks that aren't that big of a deal, and they can just repair them. Mm-hmm. Or if it's hanging and it really seems like it might fall then, yeah, that might be something that they really kind of want to get on right away or whatever to to kind of prevent that from happening. But these old homes, you know, they were built so long ago and the plaster put in, and then over the life of them, we started adding indoor HVAC and things like that to these homes and changing the systems and controlling humidity better with the systems and and then they can like dry out and and that sort of thing and you know it's just a long life uh, of that system and it it could be coming to an end well what alarmed me is that they were so you know they're almost straight lines and like somebody measured it it's like oh god i hope that's not where they got something above that well, it, it so straight lines that are that are very consistent. It does sound like it's probably right where you know the ceiling joists are. Yeah, that's what I was. And saying. and if if it's starting to let loose from the ceiling joists, then it's starting to put those cracks right at all those areas, and that's where the lath and all that stuff is connected to the ceiling joist. So that's where you'll get a lot of those cracks. So, yeah, I would say if you want to call into Mosby Building Arts um, on Monday and, and you know, we can either set somebody up to come out and look at it or, or guide you towards a plaster company that could check it out for you and okay. give you their information. So 314-909-1800 is the phone number to our office. Okay. All righty, Doris. Thank you. Hey, no problem. You're you're very welcome, and thank you for the call. Great question. Um, and in St. Louis, there is a lot of that, you know, a lot of that goes on. Um, we're definitely, you know, work on a lot of old homes, see a lot of plaster, and it just ages, and it just, you know, it lasts really long time, but it will age. It will start to crack and hang, and, and those things happen as as all the atmosphere changes and the changes to the house. And um, I've got one right now that we're basically redoing all of the plastic plaster, taking down a bunch of old, you know, the wallpaper, there's multiple layers of wallpaper. Some of the plaster has wallpaper that gets painted over on the ceilings and that. And so we're taking all that out, repairing all that plaster while we're in there. We're, changing all the knob and tube wiring to update the the wiring in the entire first floor and second floor of this, you know, really old city home. So we we do a lot of this type of stuff here at Mosby and can get all that, you know, looked at and, and taken care of for everybody. And if, you know, if anybody is out there that has things like that going on, you know, feel free to, you know, call into our office and, and, Talk to some of our, you know, uh, client reference, you know, people and, and really get to understand what we could do and what we could look at and maybe get something set up. We'd, we'd love to hear from everybody at our office. Again, 314-909-1800 is that number. 
or you can find out more um, at our website at callmosby.com, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y.com. A lot of information there. And you can also take a look at um, on our on our website, you could check out our next um, webinar that we're about to have this coming week on the 22nd at 1130 a.m. So we have a bathroom webinar so you can find all that information, get yourself registered to check that out and really just get uh, if you're thinking about, you know, remodeling your bathroom. If you're just wondering, you know, how do you begin? What happens? You know, what am I really in for? You can find out all this information on the 22nd during this webinar. Um, it is at 11:30 a.m., but I'm sure if you're registered and everything, they will get you ways to to see this. Go back to like a recorded version if you can't be there at 11:30. So feel free to get registered. Contact our office you know, figure out how all that stuff can happen because we just love being around and we love educating and it just brings, you know, great things for all of us, you know, when we do that. So, um, and, and thinking about, you know, like we were talking about the front door, um, we're talking about kind of changing some of the house, um, the, the whole window broken thing, uh, you know, that, uh, we were talking about earlier with uh, Judy, you know, looking at windows the same way as that front door, you know, how do you know when you need to replace a window? Well, if a tree branch breaks the outer half, that's pretty obvious. Um, but if you're looking at, you know, those double insulated glass windows, you want to think about you know, the energy efficiency in that because there is a bunch of different types of glass and layers of UV, UV protection and all these things they do to them. So looking at, you know, all your insulated windows like that, if you see any moisture condensation on that window, go up to it and check out, make sure it's either on the inside or the outside of that window <clears throat> excuse me, because if it's between the panes of glass, if you can't clean that off and it just, you know, kind of goes away on its own, if it's between the panes of glass, you definitely have a seal failure and you have completely lost the energy efficiency of that window. So that's when you really want to look at either changing that glass or changing out, you know, that entire window. And if your windows are you know, from the eighties, things like that. Um, I know there was a manufacturer. I can't remember the one that, that took over from certainty and kind of was still doing the same window, different name, but over the course of, you know, 40 years, windows have changed so much, how they work, how they operate, the different pieces, the warranties are better. Even if that company was around, a lot of that stuff is probably very, very different you know, from, from 80, 1980 on until, you know, now a good 40 years later, there's a lot of changes been made, but looking around your window for water stains, you know, things like that going on definitely would indicate when, you know, it might be time to change that window. Um, so making sure they operate, they operate well, they're straight still. 
um, make sure the locks work. So you, you know, what you want to do on the operation too, is if you open that window, bring it up just a little bit above that, that bottom rail of the window and make sure the sash is still straight with the bottom of the window. Cause sometimes you'll bring that up and you'll kind of see it, it's kind of crooked and maybe you've got some movement in the house or you've got some movement in the window and there's some signs there that, you know, maybe you really need to look at, you know, getting that taken care of. So there's a lot of things like that to look at in your windows to make sure that they're good, that they work well and that they operate, you know, to the best that they can because they are another safety feature of trying to get, you know, in, get out of your house or get firefighters in if there's a problem, things like that. So you want to definitely make sure and do your walkabout, make sure these things are working and think about making sure the the maintenance is, is up, kept good and everything with your windows around the house. So let's take our middle break here. And if anybody else has any questions out there, we can certainly get to you. Got a half hour left here, 314 Four three six seven nine hundred. All right, Rich Orr is here filling in for Scott back again, and we are winding down here, getting close to the end, but we still have plenty of time to get with you. Anything you got going on around your house? Any even stories, uh, remodeling you've done? Anything happening? That might be out of the ordinary. We'd love to hear about it. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And, you know, something that I work with quite often in teaming up with our, you know, some of our designers here at Mosby is, you know, accessible and universal design. Thinking about how do we keep people in their homes longer um, keep them getting in and out and doing what they need in their homes. Um, it is, you know, something that we need to think more and more about with advancements in, you know, uh, medical, all the medical things out there and, and everybody's living longer and the more and the longer that you're actually in your own home, you know, the better off financially you'll be. Um, and, and nobody wants to move around and do all that stuff too much. So, you know, thinking about from the outside in all the way through, you know, how can we get these things figured out and what can we do for you? It's something I'm teaming up all the time because there's so many structural things as far as when you're trying to change, you know, remove steps from the front of the house, get yourself in and out better ways um, and all of that. And you don't even have to necessarily think about leaving, you know, a two-story home you can think about like a master suite addition on the first floor or just, you know, revamping the interior footprint footprint of the first floor and maybe adding, you know, another bathroom or a shower to a bathroom to keep you going on that floor. And then you can still have the second floor for when your kids come or guests or things like that, to, a place for people to go and stay and, and hang out with you and everything is just such a great thing. It's something that we work on, you know, all the time, you know, here at Mosby. So it's, you know, there's so many different things that we could do inside and out to make it easier, more comfortable and to work for you. Um, but let's, let's go to uh, Bill on the phones has a question about a dryer vent. Are you there, Bill? Uh, yes. 
I have a dryer with the vent on the top and the back, and I pull out this big, long, rectangle-looking screen and get the lint off. But lately, it's got a circle down there at the bottom, about a three-inch circle, like to vent into the wall. That's the only thing with lint on it. So is it? where is the problem? Okay, so you're not getting lint on the the filter inside the door anymore? In in the screen, when I pull it out, there's only a circle of lint down on the a lint down on the bottom, like oh. the lint, you know. So it's backing up somewhere. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So it, there, only a part of that filter is getting lint on it. Um, yeah, the part, the part going out of the house, that circle. Yeah. So that, you know, that's that's a good question. I have not seen a lot of that where it's you know. It sounds like something might be kind of blocking kind of where that air flows or something through that right. filter to get it to that pipe or that it may be, you know, like if the outside vent stuck open and it's, you know, got air flowing through yeah. it when it's not supposed to, maybe that's doing something too. Okay. But I would definitely suggest looking at, it's going to be something inside that dryer probably and, and getting an appliance repairman to, to check it out and come out. It's going to be something on the inside of that dryer, I think. All right. Thank you. Oh, hey, no problem. Wish I could have been more help, but that is definitely, you know, sounds like something kind of in there that you need to get inside to really check it out and, okay. and really see. So, all right. Thank you. No problem. You're welcome, Bill. Good luck with that for sure. And if anybody else has anything like that out there, again, feel free to give me a call, 314-436-7900. So looking at some of this accessible stuff, when we look at these areas and these modifications, you know, that I was talking about earlier and, you know, where do you really start? And and you really want to, you know, kind of start from the outside in and think about everything that you do you know, and everything that you go through and, and really we need to think more into the future and think about, you know, future applications that you may not need now, but when you, you may need later. And when you go through all of this, it's, you know, definitely better to do as much as you can at once and to do, get it as close as you can, you know, all the way, because if you, pull out a tub and, and replace it and make it a shower when you're you're maybe a little bit younger and you don't mind stepping over like a four, five, six-inch step into the shower, you know, later in life, that can be more difficult than you think, you know. And so if you can get a lower-profile shower base and just give yourself something you're stepping over an inch, two inches you know, something like that to get into that shower. You don't necessarily need to maybe think about making it complete walk-in, completely 100% accessible, but easier. It can just get you more time. So doing that, you know, early on when you do it the first time, if you're planning on really getting a lot of value out of your house and staying there for the long haul and you really love where you are, it's so good to look at these things. And there's other things we can think about, you know, like putting all the backing in the wall where in some blocking and stuff to where if you need something in the future, you may not need a grab bar when you're 50 and you're remodeling your bathroom. But if you're going to stay there 
for long term, you know, you may need it 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And then you've got everything in there that makes it easier to install and get to. And maybe it can be done easier and quicker when you need it. Because also, you know, if anything were to happen, you know, even temporarily, you know, a car accident, a surgery, something like that, maybe you only need it for some time, you know, a month or two during rehab, things like that. It's, it's so great to think about all those different things that you may be up against, you know, in the future. And that is definitely something that myself and, and, you know, all of our designers can, can help you and assist you with when we're looking at a house remodel, a bathroom remodel, even a kitchen remodel. You know, there's a lot that goes into the kitchens just as well, you know, same thing. So there's, there's definitely a lot to think about there in how to do it and how to get through it. And, you know, talking about those two story homes, you can go from one end to the other as far as what are you doing to be able to stay in your home. We've put elevators into homes and literally get you from the basement all the way to the second floor. You know, there's so many different projects like that that can be done to keep you in your home for the long haul, you know, and and really make it good for you for, for a very long time. So think about all of that. And then when you're ready, give Mosby a call and we can take a look at all this stuff for you and, and really help you out. Um, 314-909-1800 is our phone number or call Mosby.com. You can find all sorts of information about all of us, the team, everybody on that uh, website there. So check that out, callmosby.com. And we're going to get into our final break here. And then we've got Janet on the line. If you could hold the line during the break, I will get to you as soon as we return. All right, we're back. Rich Orr is here filling in for Scott today. Last segment. Oh, I'm going to miss you guys. I had so much fun. And speaking of fun, we've got Janet on the line has a question for us. So uh, Janet, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, thanks for calling. Okay, you're welcome. Uh, thanks for your show. Uh, well, you're welcome. Fun, fun, this is not a fun thing, though. Okay. But I uh, I had a uh, under my, I've only I bought this house when it was it's a mobile home, by the way. Okay. It's a nice new one. I bought it when I was two years old, but underneath the cabinets, it's got a musty smell. It's not deep musty, but it's it just stinks under there like it's something that I don't know what it I'm I'm just gonna say musty. Okay. And uh I had a plumber out here uh fixing a faucet outside uh not too long ago and, and um I asked him about it and, and he sent his helper he told his helper to come in and look under the sink at, to see if it had something something which I don't remember. I'm and um, he did, it did not. And he says, well, there should have been something else installed when they put this together here. And uh, I was wondering what you think about it hmm. what I can do. Yeah, so it sounds like they found something in the plumbing lines that wasn't correct when they looked at it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I wonder if... Um, yeah, I'm really wondering what that could be because the the either a crack in the plumbing pipe itself, you know, because basically you're trying to keep that plumbing smell inside that pipe. So if the pipe is 
cracked, then some of that plumbing smell could get out. Um, or if the P-trap, the, the part that holds water inside of a pipe to keep the smell from just coming through, you know, out of the sink, if that's not there, that could cause something. But that would be more like not inside the cabinet, but, you know, outside of the cabinet. So it sounds like, you know, something in that plumbing system, if it's a sewer gas smell that they're smelling, you know, something may be wrong, a washer missing on one of the, the nuts that tightens or something like that, or a crack in the pipe, you know, that's letting that smell out. Um, or the other thing I was going to suggest is if it's not from the plumbing pipe itself and it's not a sewer gas smell, just looking underneath that mobile home at what's, you know, is there a lot of moisture underneath it and is there any open area or kind of connectivity from underneath the mobile home into the floor or the cabinet, you know, of that sink where the pipe goes through, if it's not sealed up and you're just getting like a moisture smell from the ground underneath the mobile home coming up Mm -hmm. into that cabinet, it can follow that drain line up or that water line, you know, the water line. So what they may have seen was like, not having seals around the pipes that will keep, you know, all the moisture and and smells and things like that underneath the mobile home. And, and you could have an area that's, you know, maybe the ground is settled and it's holding water. So there's extra moisture underneath there. So making sure create that too. Also it absolutely. Yep. It absolutely can. Cause generally those are a couple feet, you know, off the ground and, there's nothing but a bunch of dirt, you know, underneath them. Sometimes they'll lay down plastic, but that plastic's kind of loose and it's not sealed. And, you know, yeah. all the moisture and the musty smells and stuff can come around it. So my guess would be they probably found some sort of opening around the pipe that's, you know, letting air from underneath and from in the home to mix and, and that might be where that musty smell is coming from. So I would recommend getting somebody to take a look underneath that trailer and see what's happening and maybe seal around the pipes to the cabinet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever he sent his helper in here to look, he was looking for something and mm-hmm. it wasn't here. I don't remember what he what the word was. I guess I ought to call the plumbing company that did it. But uh, yeah. he says... He, I, he, I says, well, what can I do? He says, there's nothing you can do. Really? That's what, he told, that's what he told me. Well, I would be super, super curious what they were looking for. And if I knew that, I might be able to help out a little bit more. But um, I would say, yeah, I would call that plumbing company and see if you can, you know, figure out and write down what they were looking for, what they're saying is missing. And then if you okay. find out what that is, Call me back next weekend, next Saturday, and we'll okay. see if we can help you out a little bit more. Okay, you're going to be back next week too. I will. I, I actually oh, okay. will. So I'll be covering for Scott again next week. So I look okay. forward to hearing from you, Janet. Okay, well, I'll call you. Yes, awesome. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank and, you so much. Yep, and and very interesting. Something you know we got to watch out for a lot is even in in 
regular homes aside from mobile homes because regular homes have crawl spaces. They have slabs on grade where the concrete's right on the ground and they get these same sort of issues and how you handle that ground moisture in a crawl space and things like that are, are so different today than it was years and years ago. Um, it's amazing the things that we go through, but the, the, the weirdness that those things can cause in the home, even sometimes after years and years, they're like, I've been in this house for 20 years and I've never done this or never seen that or never had that happen. And now they're like, yep, all of a sudden changing conditions, you get, you know, ground movement, settling, you get a water puddle happening or you get these different things you know, going on all of a sudden with changes and then there you are, you know, you end up with something new and it's, it's about tracking it down and really figuring that out. And you really need somebody that understands everything as a whole, you know, has a holistic look at the whole house, not just one thing, not just plumbing, but just, you know, understands the framing, the cabinets, everything that goes around there understands the ground, the grading, the moisture, and the whole nine yards to really try and get to something, you know, a better answer. Um, Sometimes you get these fixes, like we were talking about earlier, that just don't quite do everything, doesn't cover everything. But hey, I, you know, the cat's out of the bag. I will be back next week. Janet pulled it out of me. Um, So yeah, if you have anything for next week, Feel free to to call in and, and get with me. I'd really appreciate it. Had a great time. And until then, everybody out there, be good. I'll see you next week.